How? Uh, welcome to Midweek Gaming, number 55. <laughs> I'm not quite oh, sure. We're off, to a, off to a good start. We're off to a good start. How? I'm not quite sure. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to Midweek Gaming, back once again, number 55. We are this time we have a guest, Assassin Looper. How are you? It's been a long time. It has. Yes, I'm... Uh... I'm here. I'm, I'm in, uh, thank you very much for the invite, and um, oh, looking good. forward to the show. She's trying to remind herself then? how to use words and stuff. It's been a while, so she doesn't know how to talk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> are you been playing many games, Looper, recently? And are you looking um, forward to any any games that are coming up? Yes, I I've been playing some Valhalla, catching up on that because I'm looking forward I to Dawn of Ragnarok. That. Yeah, nice. and uh, started Dying Light two. So, and I've been playing a couple of indie games I've been enjoying off Game Pass. So, just mixing Ooh. it up a little bit at a time. Played the gunk. I like my indies. Have you, and, have you tried uh, the gunk? I completed the gunk a long time ago. Uh, oh, I completed that recently. I'd be proud of myself. Oh, you've actually completed a game, Stubbsy. Wow. Yes. <laughs> we know. Yes. We that smiled. Should been, uh, that should have been flashed all over Twitter. It was. Oh. Your, game, your game completion don't rate is not very stubborn. Yeah, but don't ask yep. me how long it took me. Nine well, seeing as I finished it like two days after it released... And you've only just finished it. I can tell how long it's taken. Yeah, well, I didn't, I didn't even start it then. It's hoovering yeah. up gunk. It's incredibly therapeutic. Uh, yes, very chill game. I had a couple yeah. of glitches I wasn't very happy with. One of them being I did something that they wanted to do to 100% it and get an achievement. And. Uh, mm-hmm. I'd already done it, and when I oh, got there, no. it was like, no, no, we don't exist. Sorry, you can't have the last achievement. <laughs> wow. I wasn't, oh, no. wasn't very good. And there was what? a thing where some of the baddies glitched through the floor in the elevator, <laughs> but I could just still see its horn, the charger ones. I could still see its horn, so I managed to dispatch them. Um, and also, in one place, I cleared out all the gunk and killed the baddies, and ended up stuck in this hole where I couldn't get out, <laughs> so I had to restart. But that was it. And other than that, it was a very good, enjoyable game. Chill. Good to hear. Good to hear. And the games I'm looking forward to are Plague's Tale Requiem. Oh, um, yeah. And um, Tiny Tina's Wonderland, two completely opposing games. It's <laughs> well, nice to have variety. It is. Of course. Try everything. If you don't like it, don't play. If you do like it, wonderful. Fun exactly. for everyone. <laughs> it is. It is. VJ, how are you Hi, doing? Uh, I'm good. Thanks for having me back on the show. Well, it's good to have you. When you, um, what's it called? What you've been playing this week? What, 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 you, what you've been completing? Um, oh, my goodness. I was playing an indie game, Unpacking. So I finished that. I think, uh, as Miss uh, Lupa was saying, I haven't played the gunk, but uh, I can uh, I can appreciate what she means by, um, or what you meant as well, actually, was uh, being therapeutic. Uh, what did I sort of finish? I finished Call of Duty Cold War, I think. And lo and behold, after about three months, Back for Blood campaign was completed with Masuka Killer Crown, of course, uh, removable sanity. Congratulations. So, 
Congratulations. So, but deleting those two games, <laughs> I was surprised how much, uh, well, <laughs> a great deal of hard disk space has been freed up. So uh, I loaded up um, Resident Evil 8. I'm playing that at the moment. And um, it, uh, it's an astonishing game. But I've I got to say, it's like just coming off of playing Call of Duty and then playing RE8, it's. Um, I mean, if, if you're not in the games industry and you're not familiar with publishers and you just play, you know, games for fun, pretty much everybody should, right? It's like, I, I really can't tell the difference. It seems like the game, Call of Duty and Resident Evil 8 are made on exactly the same game engine. It's just that, um, the, you know, the way that they handle, like, um, the visual effects, the physics, the rendering, yeah, okay. um, the chasing here and there, thrown in for good measure. Um, and like all the environments and how they're render, rendered and so on and so forth. Uh, just I think RE8 just handles hair and fur a little bit better. But other than that, yeah, it's um, I was like thinking, okay, you know, both both companies actually could switch uh, switch the the, the you know uh, each other's products, right? Uh, in terms of or genres, right? In terms of what they're making. But yeah, it was uh, it was pretty interesting. And uh, what else did I play? Oh, I started playing Mighty Goose, and uh, that's about it. Nice. Been busy then, VJ. You have. Yeah, I got some free time. I, I, I really strange. So I play games either six or seven o'clock in the morning till about nine nine a.m. and then I'm busy and then I get get to get jump back on sometimes uh, in the afternoon. So yeah. Oh, it's all good. Removable sanity. How are you, how are you doing? Uh, doing very well, thank you very much. Yes, much appreciated for having me back on again. Um. For me, I've been doing another another game review, another little indie review, and as uh, VJ pointed out, we finally managed to get past the very last boss on Back for Blood with moderate to average swearing from me. So that's quite good. <laughs> Why well, you had to push on about me? You can't wait for me because I never play. I yeah, that's true. But uh, I, it was it was um, yeah. I I don't think I swore that much this time. I think VJ will disagree with that, but um, oh, that? my swearing on, on the last boss, I don't think it was that bad this time, was it? No, no, this time it was actually aim, aimed at the uh, enemies in the game and not at your... Uh, <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah. What are you doing? Falling asleep. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, things like that doesn't actually exactly help. We were trying to get to the end and there's stubs snoring away in the background, you know. Um, but yeah, no, it was it was it was. Uh, I said it was finally good to kind of complete that game, um, and then really, as I said, I've just been um, dealing with a, a, an indie game review to deal with. But uh, yeah, overall, it's um, I've kind of been um, keeping an eye out on the news to see what's coming through. Of course, Dying Light Two is now out, and I see everyone's uh, thoroughly enjoying that. Um, as a fan of the first one. I haven't got the second one yet, but I am looking forward to trying and get it at some point. But knowing Techland, they will keep pushing and updating this game for years now. They have so, <laughs> right now, they need tried, to be. Have yeah. you not tried CD keys, or have you not got no? It's on there. Oh, just funds at the moment. Funds are yeah. Certain things have you know broken or you know gone out the window. I've had to just no, you know, spend no, a lot I mean more money on. Sorry, what I mean is uh, key mailer. It's on there. I don't know whether you qualify for it. It's, it's on there. I, I've placed in, but I'm a little bit of a too smaller channel for such oh. a uh, element like that. But no, uh, yeah, I have been hearing the odd things about the uh, the issues with Dying Light 2. But if you've played the first one, it sounds like they had a very similar sort of... And if, you, well, this and is... if, you, and if you've reviewed it five years ago. 
Yeah, it it sounds like to me that they've they've got a very similar sort of situation where they have the first one where things didn't go exactly well even with the first one. But as I said, knowing Techland's background of updating, tweaking, and pushing content out years beyond the game's original release, I have actually more faith in Techland than I do with anywhere else, that this will become a game that everyone will enjoy and bugs will be reduced to the bare minimum. That's good to hear, that is. That is. Um, thanks for popping, Indie Gamer. He says that you're up against it tonight. Nintendo Direct. I'm yep. Jules. Now, Indie, if breaking news happens... And they unveil Hollow Knight. You have to let us know. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Looking forward to Silk Song. Yeah, yeah. If it if it if it's on there, but <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I will. I think Wandering Dutch has got Miles Dompier on. So there's a, there's a lot of shows on tonight. There is. Um. But yes, good good to hear removable. I'm sure, I'm sure at some point you'll pick Dying Light up. You will. Oh yes. Cerebral, Paul, how Yo. are you doing? Good. I am playing Dying Like 2. I have well over a day into it, probably almost two wow. at this point. Oh. Um, I will say that I'm seeing a lot, not a lot of game killing glitches, but a lot of visual glitches that really shouldn't have got past QA. Um, I mean, they're oh, not okay. bad. Some of them are funny. I mean, it's like you at one point, I'm watching The Invisible Man pour a glass of wine. You know, I'm like, this is cool, you know, <laughs> but, uh, and a lot like that, um, the characters like mesh together and talking to each other, even though they're all in the same exact spot. I mean, literally, you know, um, so some, but other than that, and, and there's definitely still, they, um, if I want to get into it real quick, uh, just real quick, the accessibility stuff, there's still more they could have done because some of the platforming and stuff is just... I, I've been getting past it, but there are some parts that I'm not going to be able to. No way am I going to be able to 100% this game, uh, at least by myself. It's going to be like the last one where I basically had to be carried through parts of the game because it was the only way I could do it. Um, I was hoping they'd come up a little bit further. You know, um, one of the topics we have, which we'll talk about later, is that us uh, alpha skip ahead people can now set up our you know, our controllers to, to move the button assignments around. They need mm -hmm. to do that. They need to do more of that in the games. Don't make us have to go outside of the game to to accessorize our controller because every game is different. Which means I'm gonna have to I'll have to go back and change stuff around as needed per game at this point. Because I don't have a uh, uh right now I no longer have a um elite controller which allowed what four profiles and game profiles and all kinds of crap. Um, so yeah, they, this is a game that would, could do well with a little bit more in the way of accessibility, but I am still enjoying it. It's beautiful to look at and it, and some of the control changes when you get to them of uh, removable, you'll see, you'll go, why did they move that? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> right. lot, okay. Yeah. A lot of us are doing a little bit of that. You know, why is that the jump button now? You know, but I think as you said, that, we'll it's be... a great game. I think, as you said about the actual tweaking of the uh, the the mapping of the actual buttons, and that's said we'll discuss that later. I am intrigued to say, know if they've done profiles because that would pretty much resolve a lot of things. Ideally, you're right; it should be done in game. But like, is it? Is there no profiles? Uh, not for that. Games? Not that, well, not 
for no, not for not in the on not that I know of, but, really? but I haven't really tweaked with the alpha skip ahead stuff, even though I am in the program, so I need to go sit down with that a bit and play with it. Mm, okay. Okay, thanks, Paul. Yep. Animated Evil, how are you doing? Hello, thanks for having me back yet again. Great to see the panel as usual. Looper, welcome. Um, yeah, I'm going to keep it short and sweet. What have I played this week? Well, I've basically started Minecraft Dungeons. I've been playing that on Twitch. Never played it before, but not normally my type of game, but very chilled out, like it. And I've started the second game in Mass Effect Legendary Edition. So nice. that's that's been my week in gaming, I suppose. There you go. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, more than I've played. <laughs> I've been watching wrestling again. I've got the network back. <laughs> uh, the older wrestling. But uh, welcome, indie gamer, Goat Force Gaming. I've been watching your, your videos on Splunky 2. I've been trying to play that roguelike game, but... I'm getting there, but it's a, it's a learning process with roguelikes. It is. Uh, also, VJ as well. Who else, uh, who else is in there? Looper's also in chat. Still miss no one. It's Timmy. Welcome. Goat Force Gaming. Goat Force Gaming. Yep. Welcome. Um, first topic, I mean, you don't have to comment on this one. It's not really a... We've got loads to talk about. It's not really... It Basically, Nintendo Switch has sold 103.54 million units uh, as of December 31st, 2021, which is very impressive. I don't know if anyone wants to... I don't really know if anyone... It's a very impressive number. If anyone wants to jump in on that, I, I did put it as a topic, yeah. but I don't know if, it's, if it, there's a lot to say, really, apart yeah. from it's impressive. Yeah. Yeah, congratulations. It was obvious that that would happen <laughs> yeah. because yeah. they uh, they they grabbed the uh, COVID market when everybody was off. So yeah. that was a big push for their for their. Yeah. Um, it's. I think in the end it will be the. After you. I think in the end. Sorry, I think I think in the end it will be the the greatest selling thing in the world. As in, it will overtake PS2 and everything in the end for the. See, don't think it's worth remembering. It's their best-selling home console. It still hasn't outsold the DS yet. So that that's true. Home console, sorry. Yes, home yeah, console. It is. Um, I, 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 had to, I had to actually um, reread the article kind of thing to to notice that. It, it, it um, clickbaits you in the headline. I know. Yeah, I didn't know the headline. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is, you got, the thing is, you got to remember it's both a home console and a portable. So the corner in both markets at the same time, and I think that's why it's been so successful. It is because normally how they they move hardware is you know like they have a lot of these like say Zelda or Pokemon, and they just go and release a special edition Pokemon a Switch or something, and then they go, oh wow, they sell loads more. <laughs> but Nintendo know exactly what they're doing, and they're masters at it. What the question? Just how impressive the numbers are, VJ, of uh, Nintendo Switch sales. Oh, what happened? Oh, sorry, I think I missed the. I think I must have missed this topic completely. Oh, is it? No, it's just, just it's just the fact that they have sold. Um, well, just get down. They've, they've sold, sold 100... the Wii. The Wii. 
which yeah. is big for Nintendo. See, yeah, and three yeah. million units sold I now. I was going to say, I thought the Virtual Boy outsold the Wii U. But, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I've DS got... probably outsold it. <laughs> I, I think um, I know that Nintendo, like, uh, you know, they've been around for so many years and like, Sometimes they do cause me, well, I suppose it cause many people, right? A little irritation sometimes in terms of their methods and sort of consumer practices, especially like their ability to re- recycle old games and sell them as new again. But it's, um, it's, it's, it's incredible. Because I think, I, I don't know what show I was on, and it wasn't that long ago, but um, I, I remember having to go to the Nintendo site. I don't know if it was for some personal research, but I think what's far okay. more impressive than the um, than the hundred million um, consoles that they sold is that their ability to sell first party games in tens of millions. And I think there were like over a quarter oh, of a million, yeah. sorry, two hundred fifty million units. That tie ratio to 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 heart to first party. There's just first party games, not even second party, and and their ability to sell those games uh, almost full price. Um, and you know, very rarely do you see. Well, I can only speak for the states, but very rarely do you see you know a sixty-dollar game below forty or forty-five dollars, even on Amazon. Um, they, yeah, it's, it's actually quite phenomenal. And I, and I think was it was it a week or two ago that I don't I think it might have gone under the radar because no one talked about it. You know, with Tencent now partnering with Nintendo to to launch the Switch in um, in China, and um, I, I think it'll do okay. As, yeah, they're, they're partnering with Tencent over there, and because um, they'll be able to navigate all of the um, all the legal requirements, right? And and the government. Yeah, they'd have to have a hacked version of that, wouldn't they? Because um, children are only allowed to play on on games machines for f- three hours a day, so they'd have to have cameras switched on so the government are looking. Yeah, I, I, I mean, obviously, I mean? the thing is, they put these regulations. They put these. They basically to enforce something like that is really difficult. Right. Oh, okay, so I agree. Obviously, you know, Tencent, and remember, Tencent. I think we talked about it on this show, right? In terms of, like, for two quarters running, running, they they um, they gave their two quarters worth of profit over back to the government. Was it with you? I was talking to you about that removable a, a while ago. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, because I was interested in seeing how much the actual what the government was making out of the gaming industry, and as Tencent is pretty much one of the biggest elements of yeah. the gaming industry over there it was like well and i think you i think you actually said exactly that exactly that is that they yeah. do put over like a half and i was like yeah. well that's yeah. a lot of money it's about six or seven months ago we discussed that and the, the, the thing is all corporations in china it doesn't matter who the front-facing person is or the ceo or, or the managing board etc but is it de facto? I don't know if the right word is de facto, but the de facto ownership is the government's, right? So it doesn't matter what you own; it all belongs to the state, uh, no matter what you achieve. And but isn't um, the CEO of Tencent a, a minister within the Chinese government? I, I, I don't know. I look, I'm not that's, that intimate. That's what with I it. believe you, to be true. If you've been out to lunch with him, then you'd probably know better than me. But um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure, sure if he's been in or not. But. But the thing is, is that um, I, I don't. I, I'm, I'm, launching in China, everybody thinks it's the holy grail. It, it's not. Um, there's some revenue to be generated there, and I'm not talking about video games. I'm talking about all industries, right? Because everybody thinks that China. Well, the way China advertises it, they advertise they have like 1.2 billion, right, in terms of uh, population. But if you've been to China and you talk to people within China, um, the actual number is probably more around 800 million people. Um, so, um, and I think over 50% of those people probably 
still live live a very much of a, an agricultural lifestyle and um and their take homes i mean i've mm-hmm. been around time quite a bit is no more than I'd be loath to say more than 120 to 150 quid a month in terms of uh, the average average sort of monthly um, salary right, for 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 a household. So um, yeah, uh, so yeah, it's not it's not as lucrative as people think, right? The, the the money, like in America, it's it's very very concentrated in terms of uh, in the hands of the opulent, you know. And uh, but China, just a slightly different civilization, right? They market the fact that um, they want to reduce. Um, uh, you know um, the gap right between um, the, the the opulent and um, and those that well basically reduce inequality really where America's set up to to keep it as divided as possible. But I think we're going off topic now, so let's let's talk about something else. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, very good points, VJ. But all add in there, Microsoft are have got a mobile partnership with Tencent. Uh, I don't quite yeah. know what they're doing, but they're up to, they're up to something in China. They are, but. Um, but yeah, no, some good points out. Don't anyone else want to jump in on that? It's not really. A, a, it, it is a good thing. Topic, I, I, well, I'm I, I'm not I'm not a Nintendo person. You know, I, I think we'll go a on, long time. So. I think we'll go with that. Uh, it, we're going to go with that topic Paul was referring to um, about the controller, the yeah, removal that, sanity uh, pointed me in the direction of. I can read it out, but you two might may be able to explain it far greater than me. Well, I'm going to leave this to the expert here, which is Mr. Cerebral Paul, as he will probably have a much more in-depth knowledge of the inner workings than myself. I just definitely keep an eye on these little things, you know. Well, I I really haven't followed up on the current iteration. I know that we've had the ability to, to some extent, control um, or, or manage what the buttons do. It was mm-hmm. to me. It's always was more programmable with the uh, with the um, elite controller, and I guess yep. they they they've now given that ability or will be giving that ability because right now it's an alpha skip ahead to yep. the the general controllers as well, where you can remap some of the buttons and change mm-hmm. how they react in a, a bit. Um, like I said, a, a lot of that, some of that is needed. Hopefully, they'll set up. Uh, like I said, I haven't seen the current iteration. I'm not even sure if my Xbox has it yet. If it doesn't, it will within the next day or two. Um, in fact, I could probably look at that right now. It's so give me going a to be on the Elite Series Two paddles. Xbox. Well, well, they, the well they, they've 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 had that for a while actually. Oh, it's, um, it's the, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. It's the elites available. have had it. Yeah, the elites have had it for quite a while. Oh. Yeah. <clears throat> um. So give me a second and. I have but got for, for the, here, so yeah. I can read them if people want. Or, yeah, go ahead. Read the article yeah. itself and see what it says. So, the Alpha Insiders, you can now use the Xbox Accessories app to map your Xbox Series X slash S controller's share button. Press, hold, and double tap to right. a wide range of custom actions, including quick settings and accessibility options. Other options include, but are not limited limited to media and volume controls. Send message, see achievements, see friends, and toggles for high contrast. Night mode, color filters, narrator, and magnifier. Also, it also says the new accessibility toggles 
will also be available to the buttons that were previously configurable with extra actions like the uh, for Elite Series 2 paddles, which Paul said was already available, and Xbox Adaptive Controller Input and the chat pads for the X, X1 and X2 buttons, whatever that is. I don't know. Right. <laughs> So it sounds like uh, the the sounds like to me anyway. It sounds like they're giving a little more flexibility to the adaptive controller, which will be nice. Um, mm. But it doesn't sound like it's still going to do some of the the actual remapping that I would need, like in Dying Light Two, um, and some other games. It is a shame because you assume that would be it would be, which is strange because some controllers, like uh, one of the wired, I think it was a. Uh, controller it came with its auto in the Apple application itself you could actually remap all the buttons so right. I'm kind of surprised this is still lacking and it also came with this was 2018 when I was I think it's one of the actual um, illuminate you know those controllers that illuminate and had multiple thousand RGB lights on it um, you could you could have profiles set up right and I am surprised that isn't implemented already yeah. as a like basic it? function you know it so is. it's like right it is. Is it? When when they released the uh, Elite, yeah, because they had to give you the... No, I mean for general general controllers, yeah, yeah. not... No, hang on, hang on. When, when they released the the, um, the Elite version 1, there you could remap your buttons, the same program worked on every controller. I remember remapping my Xbox Day 1 edition. It's in the... Um, oh, where's the setting? In Xbox Accessories. So you can remap the buttons. I think what, what this article says is there's actually more options to remap than what to. Yeah, I'd have to see how they changed it because they, yeah. they, they keep messing with those settings and they keep changing stuff. And it's like... Yeah. <laughs> Does that include could... profiles? Um, yeah. I'm, I'm not sure if you can profile a different controller because you'd have to go in to select it. Whereas the elites have got the profile button. So you would have to change it and that's that's what's missing off the older controllers. You couldn't select which you've got no profile button, have you? Unless you chose to nominate a, yeah. button, a profile button. Yeah, no, the way I was thinking of it, and again, maybe I'm being immensely stupid here. Uh, I was just assuming that generally with the tweak of I don't know, the select button, you could go into your you know and choose a I, I mean, I don't, a COD profile, a right. you know hack and slash profile you know which you've set up a no, there, there uh, was never platform like profile it was like, no, it was like no, profile one that. two three and four if i recall correctly oh, okay. um and so yeah there's no per game profile set up in in that in those settings which is really kind of annoying um on many levels because it would be nice because there are other you know uh there are other programs that allowed you to do that but they, they mm. weren't on xbox that you could say, hey, I'm playing this game, you know, so I want the controller to act this way. I'm playing this game, I want the controller to act this way. Well, I, I, I try to think of what it was again, I apologize, but I do remember one of the controllers I had, it actually, you could actually map multiple different profiles right. and just simply and by tweaking to... it, flick it over to, oh, I'm going to play a platformer, flick it over to my platformer <laughs> yeah. profile that I've used. You know, I'm going to play was, a fighting I game. Think, I think it was some of the old third party controllers that we used to have, be able to get our hands on. Yes. That's right. I'm trying. It's really annoying. It is. It's one of these. It was these RGB fit controllers I had, and it it was really good for that sort of thing. And that was way back in 2017, 2018. So as I said, I'm just kind of surprised. Yeah. This basic function. And again, I'm assuming this is a basic function. I'm not 
very, you know, I'm not skilled right. in this. But I'm assuming this is something would be great for you. If that, even just that would be great. And also then it would probably be beneficial or at least helpful for games that haven't added that option in. Right. On, on, on their settings like Dying Light 2. Yep. I, I'm of the opinion and I could be, you know, booed out of the building, but I think every game at this point in history should have So, you know, uh, we, we've come so far, but there's little things like that 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 aren't there yet, and they really should mm -hmm. be. I'm sorry, they really should be. No, they should yeah. be, yes. I, I think I think that option would be a good thing maybe for the more... And the trouble is we've spoken to some of the devs now who said they can, they can do these things as well, and they are looking into doing yeah. these things. But it's for maybe for... At least there's a secondary option there, should it not be done, maybe for the older games. Where you could, well, you know, right, and well, and some of the older games it can be because we we've seen them add, you know, uh, different different gaming profiles for even the Halo games in the Master Chief collection. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, that's true. Yeah, you know, um, so yeah, why it's not why I you know, <laughs> I you know I may actually message because I do have contacts with a couple of the people. I was about to say the accessibility side of Xbox and say. Why isn't this on the list of here's what we expect to see in your game as far as accessibility goes? Because to me, it's and may, yeah, there. and maybe even just Xbox in general, if they could maybe add the profile option into the actual accessibility well, options, well, well that would be helpful. Is, that would be helpful, but what it is too is they actually have a list, and I'll have to dig it up one day and share it with you guys in the, in the uh, DM. They actually have a list of here's what we expect. You know, put as many of these things in your game as you can. Here's our list. Mm -hmm. of, here's our wish list of accessibility, because this game is also lacking in um, for the for the sighted uh, blind yep. players can't play this game right now. There's no way, because just like with the uh, Destiny menus, there's no yep. indicator of where they are on the screen because of the way the menus work. Is there a preference in that list? Is there like this is what we expect at tier ones, tier two, tier three? Uh, or is it just simply a list of just like, can you try and at least accomplish some of these things? It's, it's a list, and I believe some of them are required and some of them are, you know, a wish list. You know. Okay. And like I've said before, some of it's because it has to be, some of it has to be put in from the ground up. Yes. You can add stuff later, but it goes much easier if they can just, you know, if mm -hmm. they start from the ground up and going, we expect the game to be able to do X, Y, Z, and there it is. Yeah. And in fairness, speaking to some of the indie devs now, we're seeing that happen from the indie devs. So right. people like Techland, you know, as much as I said, I, I do I do have a soft spot for, for them, you know, from them, you know, keeping doing these sort of things. It is, it should have been in there a little bit earlier. Unless, of course, oh. there's a huge bugger. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm seeing a, a crap load of graphical issues that really shouldn't have made it past QA. Seriously. Mm. I mean... You know, there's no way they didn't run into them, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Again, you kind of wonder whether this has been a, um, we need to hit a particular deadline, let's get it out. Well, and the other, the other, okay, to be fair, the other side of it is in fixing three bugs, they may have created six more. Um, it, is, yeah. Yes, exactly that. What was it, the, the patch went over to 1,000 bugs? It yeah, they it probably fixed. Day, the day one patch was over 1,000 <laughs> bugs corrected, yes. That is <laughs> impressive at any level. Yeah. yeah. With regards to Xbox, I mean, I don't know if this used to be more prevalent years ago, but it, does Xbox 
do a certification to make sure these games ain't going to break no, they still do. They still, with bugs. Yeah, they still do certifications. They must miss they, it then, clearly. They have to be certified before they can be uh, released on the console. You need to ring them and say, did you, how did you miss all this? Yeah. <laughs> well, the, these graphical glitches, yeah, they're outside my purview. There's no way they don't know they're there. I know the company knows they're there. I'm I'm getting ready to see if I can pull up the uh, the the old videos again and put together a montage, and go here. Here's a list of shit you need wow. to fix. Wow. Okay. <laughs> There's a bad. lot of them. There's a lot of them. <laughs> like I said, most of them are funny because they don't affect gameplay. They're That's just good, sloppy programming. You know. Just, uh, nah. And this is uh, after the day one patch. Am I correct? Oh yeah. Oh, th this was yesterday. Last night I ran into like seven mm. of them. Just, just yeah. uh, cutscene after cutscene after cutscene. Going, this looks like a, uh, you know, what's his name in the Invisible Man, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's one of those things. It's ideally it, it should never be accepted, but to be honest with you, with the industry going, it is day one patches, day two patches, day three patches are becoming just so much of the norm now. I'm like, it's. I'm kind of reserved. The fact this is just going to be the part of yeah. the normal process. I, I, as much as I hate it, well, here's, it's here's just my gonna... <laughs> thing, and I and I've said this on other shows. I think it was other shows. I expect it with the multiplayer aspect because they never know what they're going to get till they're under full load. With the single player aspect and the story stuff, some of this stuff shouldn't be shouldn't be uh, being missed because it's it's really obvious, you know. <laughs> That, that kind of sounds I, to me that I, I either they don't have a QA department, which is totally possible, or it's a very small QA department, or 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 they just you know, well, we'll or that's a later. deadline that they really, really could not miss. Right. <laughs> so What's I don't know, that? but yeah, like mm -hmm. I said, none of it's game killing, it, but it is annoying, in in the and funny in many cases. <laughs> Fair enough. If anyone wants to jump in on the the controller bit, they can, but they don't have to. Yeah. Well, I would say that I, uh, as someone who's also in in the Enough Insider, they, I think I'm literally, and I don't know about you, Paul. We get uh, the amount of surveys we get regarding accessibility. They have definitely ramped it up in the last six yeah. months. Okay. Every other right. week, I think there is an accessibility survey they go out. To in oh. some cases almost every week, maybe they stopped what... talking to me. Maybe they've stopped talking. To me. I don't <laughs> any well, no, no, I mean, I'm literally, I think you know, some of the surveys I've been seeing are at least in the last month, it's anything from contrasting to uh, text to size of text to oh, uh, yeah. button mapping. They are, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm seeing a lot of surveys being um, uh, coming through. Yeah. Um, and I don't know how that filters in through the process, but I must admit in the last six months, I would say this time last year, it was probably once a month. And then literally before Christmas, it was literally, I th it felt like every other week was there was a, another another uh, particular yeah. accessibility survey yeah. so maybe they they ramp up for certain periods of the year it's like right we let's really focus yeah. heavily on this aspect and then it slowly dies yeah. down again um but it I was definitely i was all, like wow they, they they also may be hitting certain parts of the population they don't hit us all at once um yes that is true yeah and again it, you know it maybe it's also um it's also country-based 
yeah, you know, maybe they go that. through, you know, through America first, then they then they go through and ask the other uh, European countries afterwards, sort of thing. It's um, it, but it, it did give me hope. To, uh, the the questions they were asking was very in depth. It did give me hope right. that they you, you could tell they were really, really were intrigued and requesting information on almost every aspect uh, from an accessibility options. So, if anything, I, 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 it does give me hope that whilst it may not be perfect net right now, right? Clearly, they are pushing it, you know. Yeah, as I a general ethos. There, are, like I said, this is a new enough game though that I would have thought they would have moved past some of the stuff I'm seeing, you know, as far as accessibility goes. You know, yeah, well, that, that 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 I think that lies down generally to to, to the developers and, uh, well, and the publisher itself. One of the biggest ones I'd like to see in games like this, and they did it in, you know, is um, after you try something multiple times, like five times or whatever, it says, "Hey, do you want to skip this part and be able to get on with the story?" Absolutely, mm -hmm. I think every game like this should have that option because you know, if you yeah. if you want us to enjoy the story, we have to be able to play the game in, to some extent, you know. I think I can't and, remember what it's called. And, and, it's, it's, and it's beyond story mode. It's a matter of, um, it's a matter of what, you know. Okay, story mode is fine for fighting, but if you're using all this weird stuff for, uh, um, well, other other games have used it, haven't stuff. they? Mm. If, if you're struggling, they can actually. Yeah, mm. it doesn't do me any good. You know. Especially on a platformer. <laughs> right. Well, especially in this game, because you, you remember the first game, there was some parts that were just stupid difficult. Yeah, the the I think there is still some bits in this. I think there's some challenges and aspects which I don't think I think you're gonna you're probably get up struggling with. You know, yeah. time parkour is uh, is gonna be. I think you know some certain tweaks. Oh, in it. The, I think they had time this parkour was... is definitely a thing in this game. By the way. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> So oh, yeah. um, you, I think those have, are going to be tweaking. Yeah, you have three minutes to get from point A to point B, and they're not easy to get to. Congratulations! Like, oh, you're <laughs> pain in the ass. <laughs> I oh, don't God. think a lot of people know that you can um, map your Nintendo Pro controller to Xbox controls. Nice. I have a lot of people saying they can't get used to it, and I'm like, well, I can't play it any other way. I'm so used to Xbox. So when I go back onto my Nintendo Pro Controller, I keep pressing B to go back instead of A to <laughs> So, uh, wow. yeah, they changed that last year, that you can now map your controller on the Nintendo Switch. So that, that's really good thing. Nice. That is, that is good thing. Fantastic. And Indie yeah. Game has just delivered the devastating news there's no silk song news. oh you're joking i really thought we'd get some news at least nothing uh, he said all they're telling you e3 is new, new, e3 new mario game new mario game coming out again be fair be fair with silk <laughs> song it it has that prestige it could be on an e3 stage to be fair easily but the but on Nintendo at e3 because generally team cherry do mm -hmm. announce their games via nintendo yes yeah, they do There. Are we getting an E3 at all? I thought they cancelled E3 outright this year. I suspect, to be honest with you, depending on the situations per country in terms of is COVID going to be reduced? Is, is, it, is lockdown going to be yeah. kind of stopped? 
That I think that will depend. I think it'll probably one of these things will be either be turned on. Now, for you, it's in April. Bring it here. <laughs> <I'm joking. sighs> you never know. I'll but I'm just honest. saying, yeah. Oh, April, oh. April will know if 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 you if you guys are in America are still having lockdowns and still you know, I think no chance. But maybe if it is, is, is if it's a reversal, right. who who knows? Because I think to be honest with you, that could be. I think so many people after the COVID situation will want to escape their homes and get out. I think if anything, it could help the resurgence of these live events. Because so many people were like, I want to get out of my house. <laughs> Let's go somewhere. <laughs> the problem the problem is uh, I, I live like in um, uh, sort of in the um, larger larger part of LA, LA County sort of thing. But sorry, just, just sort of just outside uh, greater Los Angeles. So, but um, even though Orange County um, and other areas where sort of the requirement for masks is being dropped, um, the where, where the... Um, uh, E3 is traditionally held towards near the Staples Center. The um, the the governor or, or the state is insisting that um, that um, Los Angeles and LA County um, remain with masks. They're just keeping a still keeping a very very strict um, mandate on masks and um, yep, due to yep. COVID. So, I where are we? We're in February now. I, I mm-hmm. I'm with Paul. I I just California's. There's a, there's a lot of good things going for it, but some of the people that operate the state, um, there's some question marks there. <laughs> if I can put it politely, Paul. Paul I don't, oh, they swore. Huh? <laughs> no, swore. Uh, no, I don't swear. Um, Do you think? But well, you never know what it could. But as I said, by April, it could change. No, no. no the the, the problem is removable, right? To, I mean, I've done a few shows, and to the actual preparation for a show, right? the um, the logistics of it the design of it um the, and getting content prepared for it i mean i i just it's just it's going to be really really difficult it's just there's just thousands and thousands of people involved uh, and that's just for the shut up of the show right and then um and all the people that set up the stand I, I, and then you've got the hotels as well um and the restaurants but and- surely wouldn't that be a resurgence a boom to <laughs> the area in question yeah I'm sorry. Phil says he starts on the next one when he finishes this year, like true. that year. So it takes a year. So if they haven't got yeah. a year, they're not going to do it. But I think the digital way they went last year was good, and I really enjoyed it. So hopefully yeah. it'll be. I don't I, think digital. E3's needed anymore. No, and it's not just that. It's, well, I love it's, it. It's like most. No, of sorry. It's like, well, let the... me re-explain it, Luke. But they have a Microsoft Hall. Already, so do their own, do their own thing, and just f uh, e off. We don't need them. Well, well the thing is, show. is that uh, for most gamers, it, it's not about the show at, per se. It's about learning what new techs come in, what yeah. new games are coming, yeah. what's happening in the world yeah. of gaming. And I think for most of us, it's our Christmas, and you know, yeah. mm-hmm. we love it. So, I think. I don't want it to go away. I like it being digital. I mean, they've told us in this country to drop drop plan B, but like, mm-hmm. no way. There's no way my husband's going out of this house without gloves and a mask on ever again because it's never going to go back to the way it was. This is our new norm. So in my opinion, stick with the digital. I mean, Xbox's yeah. show last year was phenomenal and um, 
some of the others need to pick it up but mm -hmm. i still i still like to see nintendo there yeah um the I other think... sort of uh, apart from hang on that indie one oh goodness i always remember eject rest no let me, let me say something the really the one oh yeah the indie one was really really good but other than that ubisoft showing and and a couple of the others were pretty poor but i still like i still like it and i would like it to stay yeah. let, I, let me say something really quick too well they could just do their own show i think that's fine if you only want to preach to the choir i think they need to do these big shows that way you have an audience outside of your no. your known no. audience or else what good is it you're just okay. preaching to the that's fan base good. you know okay. that that's that these shows should be bigger than that you know, like how many of us, like, I will sometimes watch watch a Sony State of Play, but oftentimes I won't yep. because I'm not currently in the the Sony ecosystem, at least not with any want or need. But if it was part of a bigger show, I would probably catch what they were showing just because, hey, there, 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 there they are. But yep. if if everybody mm -hmm. has their individual show, I'm going to miss a lot of stuff because. I don't care enough to watch everybody's little individual show. Yeah, that, that's <laughs> my point as well. I mean, yeah. you know, I did a few. Uh, I did an indie one with um, Indie Gamer and did uh, watch packs and EXG, and um, uh, but I, I catch the state of place just when somebody streamed them. Usually, Jaw Raptors streams it, and I'll watch it with them because it's interesting to know what they're doing. Um, I always catch usually apart from today the Nintendo Switch thingies and you know but like with E3 you know it's all around that area and you can you mm. can check them out but I do prefer it when they're all under one roof and you know you can go there like Nintendo Treehouse sort of thing right. and stuff so you know because like originally I wasn't like continually gaming a hardcore gamer as you'd call it i was a casual gamer when i had children and then when my children left home and became a hardcore gamer it came became my life so yeah i'm of the mind what, what paul said is so true because back then i would have missed stuff if it wasn't all together so i think no, you've I got good points i was just gonna say yeah. just to be fair to removable I, I i totally agree with him that there's um an economic upturn um economic respite needed for a lot of independent stores and hotels and so on and so forth um in and around la because it's suffering at the moment but but um you only have to i think it was the ces in january that was live and there was about 40 or fifty thousand people attended it was on the news over here but i i just don't know um as paul and assassin was saying is that the value of doing the show here and and having sort of a private events sort of across purpose i think since it's gotten digital the difference that i've seen is that the consumer as paul was saying you know reaching a far large, larger audience at the same time there's none of these like private events that you may or may not miss or may, may or may not be privy to and having these horrendous queues where people are queuing up just to get a glimpse of the next the next big game and uh, everybody gets to see it at the same time um, unless you're in England, because obviously okay, yep. in, in England, yeah, it's two o'clock in the morning. So um, yeah. unless you miss Looper, right? You don't sleep. And um, mm -hmm. 
and um, and 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 animated, I guess, as well. So, so yeah, I, I think that the the benefit to, to reaching a far wider audience, as Paul was saying, is having an all digital show is that everyone can enjoy it. But I I completely re- agree with the removable sanity because you do hear, uh, especially in LA, um, you know, movie companies seem to get so much leeway because they tick all the boxes and then they follow the rules more accurately than all the local independent stores that can't open for business and, and they're effectively going out of business and to shut down. So it would give some economic respite to a lot of people. Um, but I, I just don't know. I just don't understand the way that the governor and his team run the state of California. It's um, Let's just put it this way. It's a bit iffy from where I'm standing. But uh, then again, we've got Boris Johnson, so we can't really speak, can we? Mm-hmm. And they've got Daffy I'm Duck. not. I'm not going to yeah. speak on any of this because this podcast will probably get deleted. <laughs> no, go on, no, go on, go on, no. go on, Stubbs. Come on, Stubbs. Come no, on, wake up, wake people us all up. Crying about Joe Rogan, so I'm, I'm not going to start. I'm not. <laughs> so I'm not getting involved. You can keep it gaming and not political. Is that what we're going to go for? Yeah, I'm not getting into that because is this, your, is this your preamble, Stubbs? I'm not going to start before yeah, you actually he's start. Pre- <laughs> no. well, I think. In combat to 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 VJs, I think if even if they did a combination, they could do a maybe a lightweight version. I think something in the physical space, you know, if it, if this if things start to ease off, regardless of where you are, if it starts to ease off, you could still do the digital, but you could also still have a show as well. You know, there could be a combination of things to be done. I um, I still think sometimes I think there's still maybe a little bit of a thirst for live access shows as you said the hour-long queues they're not great we know that but to be honest with you catching up with your mates at one of these events catching up with your favorite dev you know or in some cases the indie devs it was priceless it was just it was it's just an experience that you're like oh and as you said it was some people it was it was a gamers nirvana it was like I'm off this year again to meet up with my group of friends and friends and we're just going to sit around and have a few games have a few plays so I think I, I really hope it doesn't go. I would really like it to keep going um, as as some sort of live event, even if it's a lightweight version, uh, and keep the digital. Uh, try and do both, maybe. Um, Remove what I was just going to say there, right? So for business and uh, for business opportunities and networking opportunities, and that it's an it was for me it was a phenomenal opportunity to, mm-hmm. to go to all these different shows, and I think that. For for the industry, people that are in the industry, especially indie game developers. So, when is the um, be really interesting to see if the uh, game dev um, show goes ahead? Is it in March? The develop GDC conference. Because that part of it, they could cover right a GDC, right, and publishers and developers and, and you know meeting each other and so on. Possibly a bit. But, I, I would say that would be that would be quite critical, right? Especially for up and coming, like you're saying, indie games that normally sort of um, not on the main show floor, uh, but they're in a show mm-hmm. space where show space just off of the main hall where indies can actually afford to exhibit their product, like you're saying, on a TV screen, etc. It's on a pod yep. where the games might get picked up by a publisher, and it's it's really different, really different meeting someone in person and, and developing that relationship and, and an opportunity yeah. for yourself rather than just sending your code, you know, online and hoping that a producer somewhere will play it and then, you know, present it at the next board meeting, right? So I, 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 I'm, I'm with you there, but hopefully GDC goes ahead and, and those sorts of opportunities don't go away. Indie Gamer said GDC is on, yeah. Yeah, it is at the moment. It's, it's silk shot. Keep it's silk our fingers crossed. 
Sorry, sorry, Miss Lupak, go ahead. No, I just said, uh, fingers crossed it stays that way. Yeah. Who knows what the state of America's in? The right state the country's in. I don't don't you start on me and Paul. <laughs> it's, a, it's hard though. The country's massive. It's, funny. it's not like it's quite small compared to England. It is. Me, me, me and uh, VJ live in states that are diametrically opposed to the way we're both states are handling the, the, the virus. You yeah, both no, probably I'm, live in states bigger than bloody England. Do you know what I mean? You're just not difficult. Well, but I mean. <laughs> <laughs> But but he lived in a state where the you know he lived in a state where the governor's doing one thing and I live in a state where the governor's doing the complete opposite you know yeah it's it's really interesting to see the the differences between the way our two sides are you know two, two states we, are we have the same thing over here with Wales Scotland and England so absolutely yeah. <laughs> but I was going to say one thing one one thing Sorry. one thing nice about it going digital. Is last year was the first year I was actually giving pre giving press credentials to E3. Um, I got E3 press credentials. I think they were giving them out like sweeties. Well, like, well, anyone, anyone, oh, anyone. thanks. That's it. There's this yeah. old cerebral feeling really proud of himself, and Stubbs has to put the hammer yeah. right in there. <laughs> what, what I'm it saying. It wasn't meant that way. But, but, but uh, you know, I actually used mine and did some stuff and did some early, you know, coverage and stuff like that. And. Mm. And I th that would uh, to me that that may have been the way in for when they do go physical again when they do go in person. Well, he's already been you know cleared exactly. Already, yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. He's already taken parts, so let's go ahead and get him in. You know. Plus, now that I'm tied with 4GQ TV, I have I may have press credentials to access anyway. So, you know, and <laughs> you know, and and it's I don't true. just do it do it to do it. I actually do it to try to get stories or coverage or talk to some of the devs, which I did last year. Um, and mostly about accessibility and things like that. And, you know, so, you know, yep. so Remember. I saw it as a, a door being opened for me anyway, you know. Indeed, yeah. Good. Good. So, removable. Um, you know, you know Stubbs sound as well as I do. He did mean it that way. He did, yes, he did. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we, we all know Stubbs can be an ass. We've seen, we've been in the game with him. Yeah. yeah. He really a, lot of time, a lot of the time, it's just best to ignore it, and they do. <laughs> <laughs> you'll, you'll notice a lot of times we do just ignore it. Yeah. There, goes, there goes Stubbs again. Nobody just, responds. Yeah. Say, just ignore me. <laughs> Rant over, I think, is is one of the most common tweets we get in the DMs. Yeah. <laughs> you you like, I can see the DMs being removal of. <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> I tried to placate, I tried to placate him before he hits the the podcast DMs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> give him a give him a brown paper bag to blow in and out of. <laughs> <laughs> Bless. Oh, that was a fun, fun talk. That was so. There's been a lot of uh, a lot of press recently about a game I want to play called Sifu Gears. No, I don't. <laughs> uh, not until six comes out or something else. Um, Sifu for the PS4, PS5. It's also on PC. It was made by Slow Clap and it was released on the eighth of February this year. Now. This is like a roguelike fighting game. Looks looks very incredible. But there's been a lot of bias. It has it's just an indie game trying to it, with five levels, and 
the bias is unreal. I've seen the same bias for Returnal. Uh, yep. I haven't played it, but I, I grant it's, it's a good game. Uh, from what I've been told, off Luke Steele highly rates it. Yeah. And it, five levels is a li- slightly misleading when you've got a rogue game because it can take you a lot longer. Five levels sounds, oh, I'll do that in an hour. It can take you a lot longer. It's like, <laughs> um, some of the games, um, what's it called? Go Force Gaming plays a lot of roguelikes. Hades. Um, yeah, Hades. Hades was never criticised. Four levels. It, it can take you so many... I'm not saying I don't know how long Sifu takes, but the the people moaning about there's only five levels could take you hundred hours, fifty hours. I don't I don't actually know, but it's not represent it's not, it doesn't represent how long the game's going to take to complete. And it the people I see moaning predominantly, I think, will never want to play the Sifu game, and I think it's more they're trying to gain clout on Twitter for slagging it off. And it's all to do with bloody exclusivity or limited time exclusive and that's my opinion on why people are doing that these are people that won't want to play the game and it's just a bit of fun on twitter or on making videos about it the grain looks incredible seafood if i had 32 not if i had 30 quid i'd go and buy it i would but if you've got a pc it's 16 dollars. it is it's much cheaper on pc epic games um, and he's receiving criticism. I can't say for the game, I've not played it, it looks great. But the criticism was seen is over, it's got five levels, but they don't understand yeah. it's like a rogue fighting game, it's not as simple as it sounds. So, does anyone want to jump in on this? I have watched it being played, streamed, and yeah, um, okay. it looks lovely. And I, I can see where people are coming from because. Okay. It's um, the aging mechanic in it is very clever. However, many people are attacking you, and if you lose them, then you lose that many years. Yeah, and uh, you have to start. And the road-like feature of it is is the selling part of it because obviously you have to start again. But I expected you to have to start again from the beginning, and that's my criticism. If you died within these five levels. I expected you to start again at the beginning, but you don't, you start where you died. Oh, okay. Which is very, that does make it very short, Stubbsy, because you can just carry on from where you died and then, but it looks very well made and it looks very good, I get that. And um, obviously I haven't actually played it myself, so I don't know how the controls play, (laughs) but, I have watched two or three, um, I think it was Ragbrad and a couple of other people stream it and play it. And um, it looked good fun, although slightly repetitive in my opinion. But um, yeah, I mean, only five levels, that's pretty short. For the fact, if you if you died and you started back at the beginning, I can understand. But dying and starting where you died, doesn't make sense in that situation with but only so few levels. From what I've seen in reviews and stuff, I mean, I agree with you. It looks brilliant. Um, I like the whole detective board thing and stuff, and that was really, really good. Um, but when, when you die, if you die the first time, you lose a life. The second time, you lose two lives. 
Um, and then if you die of like a, a third, it's three. But once you get to seven, it, it adds that many years. If you've died three times and you die again, that you get that many years added onto your life up to an age yeah. of seventy-nine and you're dead. But yeah. most most roguelikes, um, you, you you have a chance to level up. So if you start again, you actually get things where you can make yourself stronger and level up. It doesn't do this. Um, so you you don't get you don't gain more tools anything like that. So you basically you just have to have another go at the fight. Mm-hmm. Most roguelikes you do get a bit of a bonus and say, okay, you died. Let's try again from the beginning. So to to start again from the beginning and not be allowed to die again, that would be a bit of a punishment too far, <laughs> I think. But you are right, and I, I agree. Yeah, I mean, it's not a game I've played. Uh, we've not been a, a PS guy, but or a PC guy. But it does look good, and I can see some of the issues that people have. The, the the review I watched, he said it took him to get through the first time. Uh, it took him about ten hours, I think. But it, there's possibility for the better gamer out there. Um, if you can fend off all deaths, it will be just a couple of hours long. You've got to be really so, good at the game though to do that. Who's so. I was going to say then, so is this a, because again, I haven't, I haven't played the game. I don't own it. So I'm, I'm guessing really from, from animated uh, stubs and Assassin's Lupin's input here. Are we saying that the, the criticism is a personal preference? Because as you said, if it takes te- one person 10 hours, they may find this is actually quite a good uh, amount of time but if it takes someone else with a better skill set four hours they might find it's more of a deem it a little bit too easy is this due to the pricing point because obviously pricing point does play a big factor into it or is it simply down to that uh the vast majority are finding it a bit too easy and this is to anybody of the three and some will be finding it too hard as well yeah, some will be finding it too hard. I'm not, I'm not admitting it. And some will find it too easy, but it's very short for £33. Or is it pounds or dollars, Stubbs? I think it's pounds, isn't it? £32.99 on the PlayStation yeah. Store. But if you go on the Epic Store, it's $16. So, what, £12? Mm. Like that's, that. that's a massive difference. And I don't understand. Mm. Well, that's PlayStation all over, isn't it? Bloody rob the money out of your pocket as look at you. Well, in, in terms of pricing, then I would say this is an individual person's taste because, and again, this is just my opinion from again, someone doesn't know it is one person's £33 uh, at, at 20 or 15 hours or even five hours is worth it versus one person's £16 at 500 hours yeah. may be deemed not worth it. It is, yeah. sounds like it's a very much a personal preference yeah, um, so if you like likes or you don't i mean mm, that's simply it and people don't yeah. get that but it is very repetitive in the sense of the way you fight and how you're fighting you pick up items to hit people with that you find in the revi- environment or you take mm-hmm. off them um but like basically it's it's kung fu. It's that's what it is, and yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong with the game. I think the thing is, is the people playing it. It's not their Does... type of game, or they weren't expecting it to be as it is. 
probably expecting it to be more like ninja or something yeah has what has the developer said about this is i'm assuming this is being designed with his ethos and his premise this this very element has this is the reasoning why he's designed like these aspects is, is you know it hits all his astra um uh, aspects and creations this is one of the reasons it is or has he said actually we we got it out a little bit too early and we we're going to add more to it has it has the developer made any comment whatsoever do we know well i haven't not, seen not anything no, I, I uh, think... that he said no it's slow cat slow cat made it but uh, i haven't seen anything from them yeah. to say i don't think they need to that's what they made no, and that's it I know the reason I ask that is that sometimes, as as a development team, again, it's uh, sometimes it... content there is. I've just looked it up. It says yep. earlier today, developer Slowcat released Seafood on PlayStation consoles and PC. While the game hasn't been around very long, some fans might already be curious about its future. In an okay. interview with Gaming Bolt, Slowcat marketing manager Felix yeah whatever was asked about the possibility <laughs> of dlc and whether mm -hmm. or not the game will receive some kind of multiplayer mode garzanski i think that's right confirmed that there are early plans for dlc but fans can expect sifu to remain a strictly single player affair garzanski implies that slow claps more smaller size necessitated a focus on the single player experience. Yeah. Seafood that, yeah. will remain single player only, told Gaming Belt. We are an independent studio with limited means. We wanted the team yeah. to focus on creating an immersive and distinctive single player experience. We do have additional content planned for post launch, though. Unfortunately, Garzanxi did not offer any specific idea what players can expect to see as far as the post-launch content is concerned. Even without the possibility of multiplayer, there are a lot of interesting things that Slowcap could add to the game. Slowcap has also revealed that post-launch DLC will be available for free, which is even better news. For those unfamiliar with the game, Sifu th is a third-person beat-em-up and inspired by Kung Fu films, and apparently they've made it easier to understand Kung Fu. Puts the player in the role of a 20-year-old martial arts seeking revenge on the men that killed his father. Sifu at a martial arts school is an interesting twist. Player deaths play a key role in the gameplay as the player ages with each death. As the player gets older, they grow stronger, but also more susceptible to damage from enemies. It's an interesting twist on the genre and gives Sifu a style all of its own. So that's all that's been said that I can Did see. you should could you just clarify, did they say they were giving DLC free? Free, yes. Well <laughs> well, okay, then this kind of kind of twists my view in that begins then I'm going to be a little bit bullshit. I don't see what people are complaining about. If you've got no. what it sounds like a very small development team, indie development team, yeah, and they're going to be giving you free content as well, yeah. sounds like they hyper-focused on the best experience they could get within those five levels. And then to give free content from an indie developer, from a small team. Yeah. <sighs> I, don't, I don't see the problem yeah. with the game. From what I've watched, yeah. it looks fine. It's just not... Kung Fu isn't my thing. Um, mm, so I'm enough. I'm not knocking the game. From what people said, I can understand why they think it's small, but I don't think they're going to breeze through it, like Indie Gamer says. I think mm. from what I've seen people stream it, it's pretty difficult. 
And so I think that, uh, and if they're going to get free DLC, I think, what the hell are you complaining about? For exactly, yeah. <laughs> Especially from a small indie developer team, that is... I mean, if that doesn't give you garner goodwill towards that team, because mm. they even said it, they're a very small team. They've hyper-focused on what they could try to get the best experience possible, but they do. Uh, they are looking to expand further. You've just spent thirty-three pounds for something that's probably going to grow, and we don't know how how much it's going to and and continue further down the line. Okay. You know, it's not as if it's a fly-by-night game that's just been thrown together quickly to try and be a cash grab uh well, from what i can tell i think um oh i want to go with uh, <laughs> i want to go with miss looper's opening salvo at the beginning of the show right she said something along the lines of uh, try games find something you love and enjoy it and yeah if you can share that love with someone else you know you'll be all the richer for it i i don't know who's criticizing the game exactly it seems like it's a game that's only just come out and I think to the developers said, when read, looking at the statement that Miss um, Lupa's read out, it's like, look, it's so early, you know, to give a reaction in terms of exactly what we're going to do, because we haven't even actually gone or sifted through all the feedback we're going to get over the next sort of several days. And that in mm -hmm. itself, will, and, and obviously they'll get their first week sales or first 14 day sales. I, I think it's seven or 14 days for the for a first games release and then it goes to um, a monthly then a quarterly basis when, when you get your um, updates from Sony or Microsoft or whatever. So I, I think they're, they're keeping their counsel, which as you were saying, they're a small team. They're going to have to do that, right? They have to play it smart. I think, I think the price point it's uh, I can't remember what it was over. I think it's like forty dollars over here, which is mm -hmm. yeah. I, I I don't buy enough games um, to sort of tell you whether have they been advised correctly in terms of the type of game it is. Given the competitors that it's got out there, I can't remember what Hades was when it first came out, but you know should it have just it's kind of like in the middle of no man's land from where i'm sitting and i could be completely wrong on this so correct me that they're sitting in no man's land between the high end of what an indie game should cost and sort of creeping towards what a what a full price game is and maybe that is what's um upsetting people but i don't know who's criticizing the game and that's that's a really big that's a really big issue right and and the problem is is that you know that we live in an age where people can suffer very, very quickly based on which way the public's sort of being swayed, right? Whether it's mm -hmm. with, with anger, frustration, desire, you know, division, you know, the game is not quite what you expected. And, um, and the problem is with all of these things, all it seems to do is just sort of ties out, ties out and destroys the brain, right? It starts to disintegrate it. But for me, for me, it's a case of if you want a measured opinion, send a review copy to um, Removable Sanity. You know, I've heard he's a pretty <laughs> new panel, and he's, uh, he's, he's open in fair game to offering a reasonable and thoughtful opinion. And and it, and it, and it doesn't uh, encapsulate, you know, anything or like frustration or personal desire or neuroticism. Because if you read most of the tweets on Twitter, right, if that's where the criticism is coming from, it, it doesn't matter whether they're pleasant tweets or unpleasant tweets, but they all carry a, a, le a level of neurotic behavior, right? It's sort of woven in or, or in, into the into the fabric of what everyone is saying. And um, and for me, it's um, you, 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 yeah, I'm actually serious. I should send you a copy re removal, right? Um, to to have a look at. And, and and it just reminded me of something I read I read a little while ago in a book or something. I can't remember where it was. I might have been online, but critics are never remembered nor discussed, right? And it was something mm -hmm. along the lines of 
you know, you'll have statues and portraits of like, you know, great authors, poets and artists, and yep. Mr. Looper probably, but not never of, you'll never ever see one of a critic, right? And critics are more often than anything else for me, you know, since I started doing podcasting and having to read reviews or stuff like that, if, if Boom would send something or, or, um, or Stubsound would DM something, not that he, DMs of anything of any um, real purpose. Just kidding, just kidding. But most of the critics, nothing. That's no, mostly even true. The, even the video, unless it's to do with Boris Johnson. And um, anyway, I, I think most critics that you'll find, right, even game, video game, you know, people that review video games for a living, they're nothing more than parasites, right? In my in my opinion, I might be being a bit harsh here, but um, not at but, all. And, and the thing is, the question becomes why? Uh, simply because they base all of their work on, on somebody else's life's work. And um, mm -hmm. the thing is, we talk about so often on this channel about um, indie developers and uh, sacrifices they make. There's documentaries about it as well, right? So so I think that sometimes, you know, when you're going to give an opinion, um, you've really got to sort of give it some consideration. And I think that that um, that, um, that interview or, or, or a press release or um, that Miss Looper read out kind of, shows you that the developer is keeping its counsel and the next mm -hmm. decision that they make has, has got to be, you know, um, a financially um, a important one for them, right, to continue, either continue exactly what they're doing or decide what they're going to do next. I think they should stick to the guns. It's a great mechanic. The aging mechanic is very different. And I think if they need to, to follow through with their vision, I mean, there's so many bitter people on Twitter. You know, I'm mm. saying I'm not a fan of Kung Fu games. Doesn't mean to say the game is bad, but yeah. this is their perception. They don't like it, so it's bad. That's rubbish. Play what you want, where you want, and enjoy it and have fun. That's I'll just add, I'll just, just I'll, add in I'll, here. I'll just, I've just been looking this game up, and apparently, uh, this game is actually will be coming to the Xbox. It's a timed, it's a timed PlayStation. Oh, yeah, it's game. A oh fantastic! Yeah. Of course, it is. Did you not? Oh dear! No, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't knew know. that because I was waiting to see. Obviously, I'm not going to buy it on PS. I mean, it's double the price of PC. But I should imagine. Hopefully, I have no problem with paying paying a price like thirty three pounds for a game I enjoy. But mm -hmm. I'm not That's sure true. that I'm going to enjoy that game because I'm not a fan of kung fu and martial arts. So I think I throw Miss Loop. I was going to say I, I just I just get this funny feeling. A lot of people saw the trailers. A lot of people I didn't see Road like anyone. I just think that people probably just thought it was going to be you know a modern modern day Double Dragon or a drag yeah. bad dudes versus dragon ninja. I don't believe they actually yeah. put the rogue people understood that bit. It's the same no, with Returnal. Everyone that shocked at Returnal. They actually said it was a roguelike, and the people mm. still ignored that one. They did, then complained. Stubbs thought it was a sequel to SHQ. <laughs> no, I, I completely understand where you're coming from, BJ, because it, it, it that seems to be the case for me. They didn't put the they they haven't mentioned it's a roguelike, but it is in a lot of ways. And but mm. I I think that it's more about it's not what they expected, so it's bad, mm -hmm. and that's yeah. ridiculous. And yeah. it just dents the developers um you know imaginations and it makes them not want to to uh, put stuff out there that's different because people are just i'll i'll, I'll give them i'll give them their view from what the statement that you read out 
I'm already uh, liking the sound of the actual developers. For mm. a developer, a small team to be saying, we're going to be creating content which you'll be getting for free. Yeah. yeah, and that is that is uh, you know that is that is that is a lot of time for you know uh, uh, for a small dev to put in that isn't going to be getting out of it except for goodwill or positive and even that is don't get me wrong that is that is is, is sorely needed when it comes goodwill and, and PR is definitely sorely needed when it comes to an indie developer, but to say you're going to be putting in time and hours to give free content. As a very small indie developer, that's not a, a, a something that's often said, yeah, and so already I'm like, yeah, it's a huge commitment to say to that. You but, know, um, you could play devil's advocate though, removable, and say, well, the main game is short, and that's where they're ad adding the DLC is actually it's a longer <coughs> game, but they're adding the DLC to make it longer and make it seem like it's good, you know. Good um, PR. Yeah, yeah, that you have, you have, yeah, you can go through the PR aspect. Yeah, you have to go through from the other other point of view, um, and, and simply say, you know, did they, they did they did they get it out quickly and said they'll finish finish it off later on down the line? Yeah. Well, but from one, that, one, the the other way you can look at that is financially they needed more money to be able to add more to the game. So yeah. let's get yep. out the let's get out the base option. version now. Let's get out the base version now and tell them they're getting the add on stuff later. For free, and that is that is viable. Um, but again, for me, I think it's it's still as an indie developer, very small from sounds of it. It's uh, can I interject there? Removable with cool. something indie said. Yeah, I just uh, most indie developers do provide free LD, uh, free DLC as uh, um, it's always in the plan usually. But he's put a comment here, and he's he's right. Some of the Twitter noise. Yeah, lots of people are judging it just because it's not on their platform of choice. Yeah, That's absolutely. the worst of all. You've got an indie developer trying to make a name for themselves, and all these some of these idiots care about is the console wars. It's, it's a damn shame. It really oh, is. Absolutely. But, it, but it's reviewed You have well to ignore that. See. Yeah, exactly. from what I've seen, it's reviewed yeah. well, and you have to ignore that kind of rubbish because you know. Who who's saying it are all about winding up the console wars, yeah. and that's why I I don't indulge in that sort of rubbish. Yeah, interestingly, I paid no attention to this game, not because I wasn't interested, but because everything I saw said it was a Sony game. So, so it wasn't that I wasn't interested. I just knew that I I don't play on a PlayStation currently, you know. So I knew it was I, coming I, to Xbox. It was a target exclusive. Well, I, I didn't yeah. know that at the time, not based by the stuff I saw. Everything I saw had Sony branding on it, which isn't a bad thing. It just that's why I wasn't interested in it. Yeah, because you don't have a PS5 mm. or PS4, right. so that's right. obvious. But you're not then going to go on to Twitter and sag no, it off I'm because gonna, it's on a different uh, yeah. platform. <laughs> no, you know that that's the point. They're just so yeah. vitriol and so oh, no. damn evil. It's like. Look, you're destroying a company, a small dev team, because it's not on your platform. Oh, get a laugh, yeah. really. Welcome to Shiznar Elite. Thanks for popping in, mate. I'll do a few more shots, see if we've got any more people in. Oh, uh, Shiznar Elite. Matt. Okay, uh, you don't want to know what I thought you said. <laughs> oh, right. Shiznar Elite. Back from the dead, Doom Reaper. Thanks for popping in. Matt Barnes. Thanks for popping in. Yeah, I think we're caught up now. Hollow Knight's DLC was also free as well, Indy said. 
Yes, it was. Yeah, I think that would they would classify those. I think I think the, you're very. When we're talking about we're talking about your one, two, two, three person teams here, which is what I'm gauging from the statement. It sounds like, um, you know, I'm not saying it's. I'm not saying it doesn't happen. But I hasn't been from the games. At least I've seen it doesn't seem to be the norm because generally they don't can't afford to. It's it's one of those things. You know they have to wait for the funds to come in before they can move on to it. And uh, it's, it's it's nine times out of ten it's depending on on sales and the uh, how well it's received, uh, oh. whether or not anything will be added. Um, and that's what that's what, what what again that's what slightly worries me is this attacking aspect to it is, you know. This isn't going to benefit anybody by attacking this in this developer, you know, especially if they are as small as they sound. It's just about the platform thing. Sorry, the medium. I believe the medium was advertised as a as a as as an exclusive, and I believe the medium was also attacked because I got attacked on Twitter when I said it was a timed exclusive. Yeah, and they were going, "Oh, we'll prove it." I says, "I can't prove it because Xbox has put it down as an exclusive," but says if you follow the company's history. All their games have got a time limited window of Xbox, and then they drop it onto the PlayStation platform. Yep. Well, in the end, I was right, but it's it, you, like Shizno Elite is right. You do get the same crap that happens on Xbox too. You know, with the indie, you have you have them to, have it with know, every man. box, even Switch. You get it. It's mm-hmm. like it's it's, it's, it's inherently. Yeah down in them deep and you can't extract it it's like there is no rhyme and reason to it it's like having a football team it's a badge on your chest and you've got to support them via any way you can and it's just pathetic at the end of the day it's a human a human I, I, yeah i just for me it, i think it hits harder with the indies because they it can be such a make or break aspect to them yeah. with the bigger developers they can weather it better they have pr teams who can kind of buffer that from, you know, hit, hitting the developer in directly. Um, with the indie games, I just think it's, it's, you could be speaking, you know, it could be a thousand people speaking directly to the developer, yeah. you know, and that could be a real impact. And then in my head, just like you've just knocked out. And if it goes wrong, say it forever, it, it puts them off. That means that developer won't be making any more games anymore. And that's the last thing anyone wants. Is is yeah. really don't want anything. You want these. You want to try and encourage developers, even if they put out a bad game. And I have so, played some bad games. Yeah, I still want them to be around. It's okay. You didn't make it great on this one. I'll oh, know you do better next time. Keep yeah, going. You just have to give them productive feedback rather than mm-hmm. attack them. That's mm-hmm. my opinion. That's always mm-hmm. been my opinion. And there's, I was going to say, uh, removable. That there's been there's examples of countless developers that have produced let's just say the game they didn't want to produce and that have gone mm-hmm. on to produce fantastic games so yes. if you don't if you don't incubate those developers if you don't uh, support those developers if you if you're if you're not a vision holder that or or a good producer that can spot what the team's potential is um, a lot of good team a lot of bad teams get a lot of money to make poor games and a lot of a lot of uh, good teams just Sometimes the producer doesn't want to stick their neck out, even though they know it in their bones, because mm-hmm. it's um, you know you're defined by the games you produce in terms of do you keep your job, and, and there's a lot of those sort of politics that go on, right? So uh, mm-hmm. as I say, there's numerous developers out there. I can think of a couple right now that, um, that have made decent games or average games, and then um, 
and either with the same publisher or a different publisher went on to produce something fantastic. Um, but um, you got to you got to learn your trade or play, you know, etc. And um, I think that I don't know how many games this developers made before, but just in general, though, I, I'm, I'm I'm with you that um, you've got you've got to be able to read between the lines, right? And as I say, with that press release, you can see they at least know how to handle themselves in public. You know? Or, or maybe they don't want to, but they got some guy leaning over their shoulder and going, no, you can't tell them to saw it off. You have to be more political. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was like when, the, it, again, I think back to the, when the medium was a timed exclusive on the Xbox, loads of people were attacking attacking uh, the company that made the medium because they didn't have a physical release medium game. And they were saying, well, if this is an Xbox exclusive, Xbox should have funded it. And they were getting oh, a lot geez. of some people are giving up just for a physical release, and they don't do physical releases. That developer, they, yeah. they just don't. And, and, just, and just to just, sorry, go ahead, go ahead, Stubbs. But that, that, that's my point. That, yeah. the, uh, uh, producing physical discs for a company like that could have put them under, yeah. Do you know what I mean? I think, I think, just to Paul's point, um, I, I agree with you, Paul, right? It's um, you can't tell people to start off, but it's like it's. I think developers have got to be wiser here, right? Because how can you get into a debate with the gaming population, right? Where a lot of them are kind of immature, right? And um, and they you don't and they, and they have this sort of like they can't they can't set themselves free. Majority of the people, majority of gamers can't set themselves free of of being right or having that desire for power, right? Because they've that's where they channel their energy. If you, if you look at it right, if you, if you have energy, right, and when something either sort of engages your imagination, you're having fun, right, and so on and so forth, then suddenly someone treads on your sensibilities, ideals, and beliefs and, and irritate you, right? And you seem to have, like, plenty of energy, right, for those challenges. But when it comes to sort of having a, a different perception and, or articulating a new perception, um, pe people just don't want to be thoughtful, right? And um, and you can see it more and more, right? The only thing smart about people is their phone, right? And it's and uh, if you, if you look at the society, you know, we're supposed to be getting weather with technological advancements. I, I'd say that um, we were a better people, you know, 10, 15, 20, 30, 40 years ago, right? And um, absolutely. And you can well, see that's, the, there's a, there's a reason for that. Selfish these days. Is it because I, I was born? No, I would say we, 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 well, it's that face to face interaction. Yeah. I think it's a very big face to face interaction aspect. If people realize well, that, especially for a solo, yeah, for an individual he's, he's, or small dev. He's back on your agenda again. I can see that now. I can see through your play there. Sorry, go ahead. But I, I could say, you know, if, if, if they realize, uh, do you know what? If they spoke how they spoke on the internet in front of a person, well, they wouldn't. Let's face it, they wouldn't do. No, if you, if you, if you had, if you spoke the way they spoke to, and realised that could, it could be just two people, they'd probably very quickly change their tune. People but because it's the internet, yeah. conversation, they attack, attack, attack. They don't know how to have a conversation anymore. Well, if they enjoy attacking, and this is Mm. <laughs> this is it. It, it it should be about a discussion your opinion their opinion and if you don't agree agree to disagree you know the the thing is they don't do that they just want to be right all yeah. the time it's a tribalism 
and unfortunately it's something that as a younger generation you learn very you get very quickly taught that life doesn't work that way but online you don't get that education you know um online you can very easily just keep in that mindset um you know uh if if you said something like that in real life you're very quickly told uh, very quickly put into your place that you know there is consequences um well, online you used to be taught that you're not <laughs> well, yeah you, you've got to understand that that's that's changed people well, do not teach their kids proper manners anymore or how to behave well and i think i think it will get better it will get it. yeah we will get better remember we are in a situation where uh, a lot of children and a lot of youngsters know more about technology than their parents. That's yeah. always been the case. But we as a generation, I, I'd say myself and, and VJ, Lupi, you're way too young. You're probably a lot younger than us. So I'd say, you know, um, um, I'm, I'd I'm say... I'm the grandmother of all of you. I'm 62 <laughs> years old. Believable. Exactly. You're, you're, you're way too young. Um, I, I would say, is you, once you know... Yeah, two years young, exactly. Um, I think you, we will be, we will be teaching our young, the younger generations better results and be, hopefully better, better understanding of how to move forward. Um, I think it's just, it's just, I think there's just, a, it's been a, like a, 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 a generation or two gap at this, all this, this new technology. How does this actually work, and what is the best way of going about it? The, the thing, and I'm the thing hoping that will get better. The, the thing is, removal. I think you hit on a point there that people with their phones, right? It's a far more of an educational tool that people would prefer to go to than speak to their parents or their peers. Mm -hmm. Right? They respect their phones better. So, so the thing is, when you look at a phone, when you go to social media, what is what's on there? There's division and there's conflict. Even even on a let's just say even on a very subtle level, right? And if your mind, yeah, and you don't even aware, you're not even aware that this is going on. But if your mind's conflicted, even on a subtle level. There can't be any understanding. Uh, I know it sounds like kind of sort of um, a bit out there, but I, I think there's an element of truth to it. And I think to Miss, Miss Lupa, it's not just that we don't teach kids manners. We we actually don't t educate people on how to use, right, this thing that's inside their cranium. <laughs> uh, well, absolutely. and, and uh, it's it, 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 a joke meme, but it's true. You know, when the Internet was first starting, we were all like, Oh great! All that information is going to be out there, and everybody's going to understand. And uh, <laughs> look, at, look at what the hell we got! We mm -hmm. got <laughs> you got Twitter. <laughs> it was seen as the best Google. education tool. Go right. So that parent, uh, children know more tech than the parents. Some, some do. Some parents yes. are highly technical and do know the tech. Oh no! But what I'm saying is, the way I look is that is that generally, whilst they may understand the technology better, they don't necessarily have the education to utilize it better. Mm -hmm. So the you know the the respect the you know understanding that sometimes you just will not agree with someone, and it's okay with that. That yeah, aspect yeah. hasn't been filtered through. Yeah, that, but they that may understand. They may understand the software, but not how to utilize. You know that aspect yeah. of it. It's it's like for for me, criti critical thinking has become a lost art. It's moral. They, the they see it the on the internet not. and they go, oh, it must be true it's on the internet. Seriously. I, yeah. I think it's a bit, a, bit, a bit of both. <laughs> between ser yeah. yeah, I think it's critical thinking and morals. I think it's a little yeah. bit of both. Yeah. But, you know, at the same time, you know, 
we're a little bit guilty ourselves. What's the first thing we pl- we, we look at when we get out of bed? Some newspaper. Yeah, yeah I, I guarantee I, I, you ain't. I would have a cup of tea. I would say <laughs> probably VJ games. and Looper don't look at their phones first thing in the morning. No, no I do not. I do not VJ have a phone. I own a phone. Yeah. So. yeah. I, I own but, uh, a phone, but it's very, it, it's just not it's not attached to my hand like my children's are. No. Yeah, I, I can I, tell I, you now, that's the majority of people. Sorry, Rube, I, I thought she was going to say it's not attached to her hand like her I will say one thing. <laughs> it, it, it will change in the UK because although people can get say what they like online, the old government's passing these laws that if someone feels like they've been, someone's gone too far abusing somebody, yeah. they're bringing in sentences for people. They're sending people to prison soon. Well, that's because again, it's it's they're trying to what's the old phrase? They're trying to close the gate after the horse has bolted. Instead of educating people in terms of actually, this is how you are respectful. This is how you speak. This is remember, there is another person at the other end of this. They may not necessarily be, you know, feeling great at the same time. There may be different aspects. They may be just gits at the end of it. You know, um, the. They, instead of going through that education process, they're looking at it as like, well, well how can we just stop it? Well, let's use a but hammer because that always works. But they can't <laughs> removable because the phones are in the hands of the children way too young, five, six years old. Exactly. And, and this is where the, edu- the problem. They don't understand. So they and it's like a nanny thing where you used to sit your children in front of the TV to nanny them. Now it's mm-hmm. give them a phone that will keep them quiet. Well, at five, six years old, they don't understand what they're doing and how they're using it. And it's just, to me, it's way, way, it's like, you should be like drinking. You can't have one till you're 18 or 21, preferably 21. We all know know very well that as much as we'd like to put that in, that's, yeah. I think, oh, yeah. What, what happens? <laughs> what happens? I'm just telling they're way too young to understand. Even if you did sit down and explain to them, they're way too. Un- I mean, the times I've had discussions when my children were younger, no, you're not having one. Absolutely not. Yeah, but it will keep me safe. No, it won't. It will not keep you safe. I'll keep you safe. <laughs> you know, so I didn't let them have phones until they were late teenagers, like 16 ish. I think I put a, a date on 16. My kids ain't got any phones. Mine's no. seven and three. But I know a lot of those stubs that put yeah. phones in the hands of their kids at five and six, even younger. Well, I know one they're... child that had one at I four. I mean, they watch YouTube on my phone, you know, but mm. I, I, I haven't given them a phone. No, but some, tablet, some of the parents though, have but... come to the mind and said, uh, well, how am I going to get a hold of my kid or how are my kids going to get a hold of me? Um, one, you should know where they're at. Two, you know, there's probably a phone where they're at or somebody has a phone. Yeah. Trust me, these days you can get yourself a phone that just does one thing, and that's cool. Yeah, exactly. But that comes down to the, the parents understanding the parental controls and such, and that's where yeah. that comes in again. Yeah, you know, and again, it's it's a little bit of an education thing. I think it will get better. I think we are just the, – the technology has jumped to, to an extent so right. quickly that we're just trying to catch up with it. I, I and again, maybe I'm being hopeful, but I'm, I... removable. The problem is, right? You've got the phone, right? Which is, as I say, far more intelligent than these youngsters, right? And the thing is, with these youngsters today, right? No matter who you speak to, ask them what they want, they're, they're filled with desire, right? And the problem is, is that most of them, when you put desire coupled with intelligence, right? And as Paul put it, right? Uh, I think he made a really key point there, and I think he was mentioning something along the lines of, you know, 
no time, right? No quality of mind, right? And people making sort of like, a, what's the best way to put it? Like superficial inquiries, right? And they, they're not able to observe without judgment, right? They just react. It's actually quite thoughtless, right? And and the problem and the other problem that, that you have people like, you know, we're talking about these console wars, right? You basically, even if you do it in a subtle way, and we, I mean, I'm guilty of it sometimes and I don't even realize I'm doing it, right? That's the level of conditioning that we're at of this generation, right? Is that you're always cunningly, right? Putting stringing words together or coupling words together, right? And 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 kind of contriving in a superficial way, right? To uh, to gain support from people that you don't even know. And that, that's the, that's the ludicrous, that's, that's the level of ludicrousy. I don't know if that's a word or not, but that's the, that's the kind of damage that we're doing, right, to our, our human psyche, right? And well, um, just, just teaching people that clarity of thought. I, 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 I think that's been around for a while, though. That's been a tribalism, as I, I gauge it's you know tribalism. What? You know what? You know what? Uh, remember, that's probably because I haven't got a phone. And that's why I'm oblivious to all this, right? So that's why I'm behind everybody, right? Well, no, but. And, you know, last week I said I worked for the MI5. It wasn't MI5. It was the MFI. I keep getting that wrong. <laughs> yes, we do. That's what but MI5 told you to say. Yeah. Removable. The thing is, yeah. right, you get taught all this stuff in school that's basically the same stuff you've been being taught for hundreds of years. And I think that time has moved on. And I mm -hmm. believe in schools there should be lessons about mobile phones and the internet and stuff and also lessons on law and then yeah. we might be able to bring our kids up in a better fashion to well look at it this way i was there uh i was there when the the, the, the internet was born you weren't taught it you weren't given any indication you was taught the software you made a little bit of coding but you weren't actually taught the aspects to it because at the end of the day back then it was seen as 100 as an education tool it mm. was this big promise that it will develop your brain into untold areas at no point did it fathom that it would turn into memes cat videos and being a twat online you know it was always deemed yeah, as yeah. almost a database system which you could just download and be a better person for it they never actually understood that aspect and again yeah, i think when... this slightly feeds into the tribalism aspect because i think yeah. a bit like sports there's, there's always one against another there is always going to be a little bit of a battle. Same thing with um, with other aspects that are always very tribalistic. And phones, gaming, films, food, everything has this very tribalistic aspect. And I think that's the core Everything's of the human. That's why. Yeah, think, exactly. Think, but removable. The problem is right. That the reason why we're having this discussion, right, is that. Okay, if you, if you look at it like this, you're talking about education in school, right? The thing is, right, is that first of all, if you're given a phone to use, right, first of all, your parents should tell you, look, no, it doesn't matter what you read, like, <coughs> but you've got this gap, right, between someone, you, know, you talk to people like they're your friends or you're like your family, you always try to be fair and equitable. And then you've got the other extreme, right, where a lot of people, right, like you said, behind their keyboards, because they probably wouldn't do it in person, but they let their own true persona out where they're sort of ranting and raving and splattering sort of ugliness everywhere, right? And, uh, and it's heavily weighted in that area. So there's obviously something going wrong somewhere. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I'm not saying. When social media became a thing, a massive thing, that's when there should have been lessons in school to teach you how and the best way to use social media to be a decent yeah, person. Yeah, because now kids, you say the wrong thing online, a kid's future can be destroyed. Mm-hmm. 
buy something that's I, online. Yeah, but again, that's the that's the, the that's the you know closing the barn, to, you know, after the after the horse is bolted sort of aspect to it. I think. No, I mean, it's growing up now. Well, if you don't start somewhere, thing. where do you start removable? Oh no, no, I agree. Now I think what we're we're in a better understanding of uh, the social applications now than we were back then yeah, because we, we, we were naive that. yeah we were naive to believe that it was actually the internet social media was it was it wasn't seen as a bad thing it was seen as something that's going to be amazing that's going to connect you and your families together and it'll be this lovely picturesque fan, you know, fantasy we didn't you know in, in our heads we i don't think we appreciated the down the dark side of humanity if anything it oh. has educated us to maybe a darker aspect that's within hum the actual human psyche. Well, what, what's but that now... For, for, well, for us old people who predate the internet, uh, they should have seen this coming because we had bulletin board services and it was just the same. It was just on a smaller scale. And usually local where you knew where that loudmouth asshole was coming from and you could find him, <laughs> punch him in the face. Seriously, I mean, you know. Because see, that, see, that was, that, see, that was yeah, local, you know. But, it but come on, come on, come on, You know, the most smartest people may not always be the best at working out the best social cues and and, and trying to resolve those social cues. No, but I'm saying you know, that we knew that those those issues have been there since even the early days of being able to contact each other online. Even oh, without a doubt. But I mean, pre predating the internet again. You know? yeah, I think I mean, it was yeah. one of those. How did you how do you resolve it? Even now if we're struggling to find how to resolve it, apart from education. Well, um, just, and, just, and turning off. And just raising better I, people. I, I mean, you know. I was just gonna say there, there's that Paul's word, right? Diametrically opposed, because you could probably do that in Texas, right? And go and thump someone in the face for being being an idiot. But <laughs> yeah. over here in California, you know, they're probably, you know, hang draw and quarter you. Yeah, yeah. California. And in the, the UK where... they usually turn around and walk the other way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Cal is one of the few states where you can rob somebody, fall down, break your leg, and then sue the homeowner. You know, yeah, so, it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah, you know, so. It's absolutely ridiculous. And it's, yeah, um, oh, we have something similar in the in the UK. Trust me. I, I don't want to get into, but I think, oh goodness, I forgot what I was going to say now. But I think that I think it boils down to parents, and I think more so yeah. than anything, who sets who sets the educational curriculum. It's the state, right? And the problem is uh, is that I don't see any classes, right, or any anything on the curriculum today, right, where it teaches people like. Uh, how to respect uh, one another? What what does discipline actually mean? What does humility humility mean? They'll they'll mention the words perhaps, right? But they won't go into a deep investigation in terms of what those words actually mean and how to live a more fulfilling life, given that everything that is going on it going on in and around you in a far more stressful world than it was twenty or thirty or forty years ago. Well, that used to be university's job, isn't it? That's where the debates, the education, you know. <laughs> well generally that was the case yeah but i mean it was generally that was seen you know debates on how to talk to each other you know uh, the battle of ideas that was often where it was at least in the uk it was often prompted that's where you discuss such amazing ideas debates with your peers and become a better person um i don't think i think that uh, that's probably failed drastically now uh, for some reason, I don't know why, but it seems debate isn't really um, looked upon favourably at the moment. Uh, at least, no, at least in the CDC. UK, it isn't. Well, whatever the CDC says goes, eh? <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. We I had to go that. down that path. Love Stubbs and his conspiracy theories. They're amazing. But I think... I think the, the the art of conversation and the art of debate has been slightly misplaced. And we can't look at this state or the government to educate the children, the next generation to do that. I think it's up to us as individuals well, and it's well, up no, to us. In, in both of our countries, it's the government that's causing a lot of the problems with the debate and yeah, discussion. Without a doubt, I'm not going to say it isn't, but we still have responsibility. We can't just go, oh, well, the government's dealing with it, therefore we shouldn't do anything about it. Well, no, I still believe it. But that's my problem. They're not dealing with it. They're not right. dealing with it. That's it. It's been a good show. <laughs> that, was quite, that was a very good topic. That was. It was. Yeah, that was a very good topic. We covered a lot of the indie indie games, and there were some very good comments on on the indies with regards to seafood and the whole whole situation on that. And uh, it was quite a good chat on indie games. We got to social media. I don't know how. I can't remember. <laughs> that was also a good chat. It was. It's a fun chat. I like we can resolve the world here. <laughs> we could put our tuppence worth in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can. Yeah. But it was good to have you on again, Assassin Looper. Thanks for popping on. I know it's, it has oh, been a while. It has. Yes. I thought you'd gone off me, mate. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, I had a hiatus for midweek gaming like, in October. I know. Oh, I know. Yeah. I'm glad to see you back. Yeah, it's all good. It's yeah, I was just had a bit of a break from uh, doing it. Well, sometimes you just have to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially if the shows go like this. <laughs> oh. <laughs> People seem to like it when we go randomly off. But we have been hit by like Nintendo Direct, etc. tonight. But a lot of people listen after. I put it on Spotify feeds as well. Uh, Apple Podcasts. So people do listen on them feeds as well. So it's not all. It's not all just YouTube. Hello to you. Anyway, Animated Evil, I've not heard from you in a while. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm still alive. I was just staying out with that topic and letting you, uh, <laughs> letting, letting, letting you, uh, you guys go at it. I was just, I was just happily listening. That's fine. You <laughs> had last week's. Now it's our turn. That's fine. All good. All good. Oh, you missed that. You, you missed that. You missed that looper you did last week. You missed that. The jewel of animated versus VJ. Yes, I I did catch it on playback, but um, at the time I wasn't with it, so I did, I couldn't catch it live. Sorry about that. Don't worry, never worry about that. It was exciting. It was fun. Mm-hmm. We'll have to get on to uh, Minecraft Dungeons, Al. Yeah, absolutely. That sounds good. It's a really good game, actually. It's interesting. So, thanks for coming on, Looper. It's been really good to have on. And we'll we'll get you back on uh, soon. It won't be as long as last time. Don't worry. (laughs) It's okay. Whenever you would like, I'm up for it. I love to chat with my fellow countrymen. Hey, 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 hey. Uh, Sorry, Paul. Well, you're on most of the British podcasts, so, like, you know, Cashew is one of us now. You're a surrogate. It's true. (laughs) Brit. Do you want to tell uh, Looper, do you want to tell people they can find you on Mavs Podcast and stuff like that? Oh, yeah. Okay. You can find me, Assassin Looper, at um, 
Xbox Ultimate on Friday nights, Saturday mornings in the UK, 9 p.m. Eastern, 2 a.m. UK time, and also at Assassin Looper on Xbox Live and Twitter. You're welcome to come discuss decent topics with me. <laughs> and play some games, because that's what I do mostly. Play games and have fun. Very true. Thanks for coming on. It's been it's been a fun fun one tonight. Thank and you actually, very much we, for we, having we, me. we only did the three topics tonight. We never got to anything else, but it <laughs> no. was a fun to have. It was. <laughs> no. But yeah, it was fun. It was a good discussion, and it all needs saying sometimes. It does. Yep. It does. Cerebral Paul, thanks for coming on. It's been yep. nice. Always fun. Always exciting. Always a good discussion. And we try. You can find me on Twitter at CerebralPaul1. You can find me on Twitch and YouTube streaming quite often. And let's see what else. Uh, let's see. Tuesdays, you can find me on Retro Renegades. Of course, you can find me Wednesday, every Wednesday here. Thursdays, you can find me on 4GQ TV. Sundays, you can find me on Good Morning Xbox on Noob Nukem's channel. And uh, sometimes with... Uh, the uh, Flemish experience and Friday and Saturday with uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, crap, community, uh, community game, game night, night. <laughs> with uh, with Alan, Mr. Tushy, and Noof and Denitro, depending on what game being played and how healthy I'm feeling that night. A lot of times lately, um, so yeah, so come check me out. The biggest thing, just follow me on Twitter, Cerebral One, and that that'll give you the best idea of what I'm up to on the, any given day. Thanks for, thanks for coming on, Paul. Yep. VJ, thanks for coming on. It was a pleasure. Yeah, thanks for having me on, uh, Mr. Stubbs. Um, I really appreciate it. And I just want to say thanks for thanks to Miss Looper for coming on to the show. Hopefully she'll be able to um, present it next week and you can take a, take a week off, Stubbs. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, Luke uh, Steele's on next yeah. week. Oh, blimey. Um, that'll be interesting. And uh, yeah, thanks for having me on. And um, see you same time, same place next week. Yeah. And removable sanity. Thanks for coming on. No, thank you for having me on again. Thanks to having Looper on again. Definitely want to get back on here again so we can have a, a bigger powwow. I have missed her, I must admit. Um, uh, as for me, oh, I keep forgetting where I am. As for me, you can find me on uh, YouTube. Twitter, Minds, and uh, Xbox under the name Removal Sanity. Thanks for coming on. And I've purposely left Animated Evil before I, I'm going to say that on Friday night, 10pm UK time, 5pm EST, I have the pleasure of having Animated Evil on the Stubbscast, the content creator podcast. That'll be fun, won't it, Animated? I'm sure it, it will be. be absolutely fantastic uh yeah thanks for the invite for that and thanks for having me today it's good um yeah. the best place to find me is i'm trying to think animated underscore evil on twitter because i've got two accounts um obviously on twitch i am animated evil 857 um you can find me most places that cerebral paul hangs out <laughs> yeah where can we find you stubs on this channel so pre-subscribe if you're not <laughs> and on and on the uh, twitter as well but yeah thanks for co uh, coming out everyone dread paul i see you there thanks for coming on uh in chat uh i think i may have missed everyone retro nerd as well be still there but thanks for everyone popping popping in today 
uh, indie gamer. Every uh, she's now elite. Uh, there's been loads there, loads of conversation. Thanks for coming, everyone. It's been fun. It has. If you're on Spotify, please, if you feel like we deserve a five star review, a Spotify podcast now does reviews. Please drop a five star review. Same on Apple. Same on Apple Podcasts. If you feel like dropping a review, that'd be great. But thanks, everyone, and we will see you next week, same time, same place. Bye. <laughs> so yeah, Bye. Catch you all gaming. Bye-bye.